Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Randy Mitchell. Jesus said to his disciples, Ye are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Salt and Light confronts the difficult and often controversial issues that affect today's culture. The only hope for this generation is for more people to follow Jesus Christ and for his followers to be salt and light in their community. Pastor Randy will discuss the Bible solutions to help us know what God says about the problems we face today. Salt and Light is a ministry of Temple Baptist Church in Statesville, North Carolina. Here's your host, Pastor Randy Mitchell. Good morning. Welcome to Salt and Light. Uh, I'm Pastor Randy Mitchell. I'm joined here in the studio by Pastor John Acker, pastor of Eastside Baptist Church right here in Statesville. And then we have a very special guest on the phone with us. Uh, He's going to be our main guest today. No offense to you, Pastor Acker. (laughs) But uh, we have with us uh, Brother Tom Wagner, a former pastor and now in evangelism, uh, traveling around the country, helping uh, marriage relation, uh, doing marriage seminars, various uh, things of that nature. And uh, Brother Tom, good morning. Welcome to Salt and Light. How are you this morning? Good morning, friends. I'm I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on the radio with you guys today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, we are looking forward to seeing you in person in uh, this coming Friday at Eastside Baptist Church. Uh, Brother uh, Acker, I'd like for you to tell our listeners about this conference uh, we attended it, our, many of our folks from Temple Baptist, myself and my wife, including last year. And uh, that's the reason that we're coming back this year is because uh, Brother Wagner really, really gave us some help. And uh, I told our people, it's like, we need to come back because um, we were helped last year and we're looking forward to what God has for us this year. So Brother Acker, tell our folks about, well, we'll do this again later on in the broadcast, mm-hmm. but tell our listeners about this meeting coming up this weekend at Eastside Baptist Church. Yes, uh, this Friday we will be having a couples conference. We've called it Marriage in the Mirror, and sometimes that looks ugly in real reality. Um, one spouse um, is engaged, the other one's not, or maybe there's dysfunction there. And there's folks that are hurting all around us, and so um, Eastside Baptist Church is really burdened for our community, and we know of people where their marriages are almost at its wit's end. And uh, this was a great encouragement last year. God, God's Spirit definitely worked in the hearts of not only our church family, but other churches that came to this uh, couples conference. And it's this Friday from 6.30 to 8.30 at Eastside Baptist Church. That's at 310 Eastside Drive here in Statesville. And uh, you can register online at uh, esbcstatesville.com, and there's a link to the couples conference there. It is free. Child care is available. And uh, we have some uh, light hors d'oeuvres and everything uh, and some breaks in between the sessions, but there's three sessions planned, and we're really looking forward to the Holy Spirit working again this this week. Amen. I agree with what you said. A lot of people are hurting. Uh, you know, the, the whole uh, subject of marriage in American culture today has taken a beating. And I believe the reason is because marriages have taken such a beating. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, kind of shunning marriage or just, you know, you, you bring up the subject of marriage and people automatically think of the subject of divorce. And uh, that's because uh, 
over half of the marriages in America end in divorce. Sadly, the second marriages, you know, upwards 80, 90 percent of those end up in divorce. So obviously the, the real problems are not getting fixed. And it's not just a matter of that I married the wrong person. A lot of times people don't understand what marriage is all about. And of course, we believe that the Christian values that we read about in the Bible, that's our textbook. Mm-hmm. But knowing the, the nuts and the bolts, the X's and the O's doesn't mean that I have the power and the strength to actually put those into practice in my life. And that's where the grace of God comes in. Now, Amen. Brother Tom, I don't want to steal all your thunder because these are the things that you're, I'm sure, planning on talking right. about. Uh, actually, I'm enjoying hearing you so Well, you're going to be here Friday here in Statesville and uh, this weekend at Eastside Baptist Church. But uh, for our listeners' sake, uh, give us a little bit of your background. Uh, Why why should we come? What's your experience in this area, your experience in ministry? I guess give some credentials for our listeners. Okay. Well, first, I want to tell you that I'm quite excited that God is opening these doors probably for the last we've traveled for 30 years, probably every other week, every third week, even while I led the church in Dunn, North Carolina, almost 38 years, it grew quite large. And so we dealt with a lot of marriages and um, personal issues and relational issues, but I'm not a counselor. Uh, I'm, I'm a pastor primarily. And so what really happened in our life that brought us to this moment was my wife, I'm going to be as honest as you two guys were a moment ago when you talked about you know what? You can't. You coming, Randy? And and a lot of people have gotten so prideful, they're hesitant to acknowledge that. No matter who you are, if you're in ministry, or even I'm thinking about someone riding down the road today that may not even be a believer, but they're struggling in their marriage and they wonder, hey, you know, could this be something that could help uh, my wife and I, or my husband and I? And reality is, yeah. Um, Terry and I, in, a, in our eighth year of marriage, we're celebrating our forty fourth year. Uh, th- this year, and don't worry, we're we're young sixties. We're happy, young, <laughs> fun, sixty-year-old. Yeah. yeah, but but bottom line, we recognized that we were growing apart, and I was all excited about ministry, and I was getting opportunities. Our church was growing, and so these doors were opening for me, and so I was uh, without realizing it, I wasn't getting a lot of affirmation at home about being a good husband. But when I would travel, God would move in these meetings. And people would say nice things about me and my flesh, you know, my pride, love that. So I focused more on ministry than I did my marriage, and it almost Mm. uh, cost us. And so basically, we are sharing materials that God poured into us early on with some added newer things. Yesterday, I was was looking at at X, and I noticed David Fox uh, tweeted this, or put this on X. He said, name a TV show in the past 15 years that shows a married couple with or without kids. The man is painted as a provider slash leader, well-respected by his family and peers. Also a man that's intelligent, has his house in order, and cares about his health. And then he puts at the bottom, I'll wait. Yeah, the truth is, you you can't name it. It doesn't exist in culture today. No, it does not. And so basically the world is looking, people are looking, believers are looking, people that are not believers are looking. Are there some answers? And we actually happen to have the handbook That's right. on marriage, and it happens to be the Bible. But Amen. it's not just going to be a preaching hour. We're going to be laughing, and we're going to be sharing, and, and we're going to be honest with each other, and it's just going to be a great time together. 
Amen. Right. Well, you know, I want to say this. We're getting ready to come up on a break here, but last year, that's the, probably the thing that impressed me the most about uh, listening to you and your wife at uh, the seminar or the conference, I should say, last year was your transparency. And I think that's after right. the conference, I even told you that, that sometimes it's hard to be transparent, especially when we've had our own problems. People look to the preacher like we have to be perfect, and the fact of the matter is we're sinners saved by the grace of God, just like everybody else. We have Absolutely. a very high calling, but we are not anything special. And so in our marriages, we go through the same problems. You were willing to share with us some of your past problems and how that the Lord gave you victory. To me, that is way better credentials than someone who went and uh, went eight years to a, a university and heard somebody teach him a textbook. It's personal and it's real. And sometimes you have to be transparent to get past the fluff and get to the real problem. So we're going to talk more about this after the break. Welcome back to Salt and Light. Once again, Pastor Randy Mitchell here with special guest, Pastor John Acker, and very special guest, Brother Tom Wagner. Uh, we've joked about that a little bit. You're, you're special, but he's very special. That's right. And we are talking about a marriage uh, couples conference coming up at Eastside Baptist Church this Friday at Pastor Acker's church. And uh, before we get back to Brother Wagner talking about marriage, um, Pastor Acker, tell our listeners a little bit more about the conference this Friday. Yes, if you have not joined the program yet, it is this Friday from 6.30 to 8.30 at Eastside Baptist Church. We're at 310 Eastside Drive here in Statesville. Um, it's going to be a very informal conference. It's not a church service. It's uh, in our fellowship hall. We're at the intersection of Marley Street and Eastside Drive, so there's a door that actually enters that fellowship hall from the Eastside Drive uh, side there, and so just enter those doors, and um, or you can enter through the church and go downstairs, but it's going to be in our fellowship hall, very laid back. We're going to have some hors d'oeuvres, child care is available. This is a free conference, and uh, it really is just... Um, a laid back time, not only among the people, but we were talking about last segment that Brother Tom is um, very real and transparent mm -hmm. with uh, as he as he talks. He and Terry are um, actually last year. Um, it really meant a lot to the folks that were there that they actually demonstrated what they were teaching. And that's one aspect of learning is actually, um, you know, putting into practice right before. And Brother Tom is just very real and the struggles that we that we face every every day as as believers even in marriage and um you know you think about marriage um we we invest a lot of time in learning about things for our career and career advancement and hobbies and stuff like that but um sometimes we we just fail to even understanding our our spouse and so this this conference is really good to evaluate your marriage and how well you're really getting to know your spouse because we change as we get older, even in marriage. You know, the interesting thing, um, Brother Acker, is that uh, so often we make the, we make the most uh, difficult decisions in our life when we're at a time of life where we're the least competent to make them. 
you know, mm-hmm. a, young, a young man or a young lady is often impatient and they don't necessarily know what to look for. And in this culture today, it's all about uh, appearance and attractiveness and sensuality and all of those things. And uh, that's what draws people into a marriage. But uh, everyone who's ever been married knows that that's not what's going to keep the marriage going. Uh, I'm not saying it's not an important part of it. I'm just saying that there is so much more to it. And so often they come into a marriage relationship with expectations that are unrealistic. And, um, and they don't know how to deal with the differences once they get together. So Brother Tom Wagner is, and I want to agree with what Brother Acker said, Brother Tom is just real. And if you come to the conference, it's very informal. It's not like you're getting preached to. It's not like yeah. you're just sitting there listening to a lecture. That's right. It's, it's very uh, hands-on. It's interactive. And uh, that's what I enjoyed about it last year. And that's the reason that uh, I'm coming back and encouraging our church people to come back as well. So, Brother Wagner, I'm going to turn things over to you here for a few minutes, and let's talk. Let's help our listeners with their marriage. Give them a little taste of uh, some of the things that uh, we're going to talk about in the conference this weekend. Well, you guys are being kind, but the truth is, uh, we all kind of let our hair down last year. It, it was um, it was an opportunity. The reason why you talk about us being real <laughs> is we've blown it a lot. <laughs> so, you know, the bottom line, we don't. You don't come into a conference like this thinking you have all the answers, whether you're the speaker or you're a guest. The truth is we have lots of questions, and God has those answers. Amen. Um, we've been digging into—actually, I was trying to remember the name of the conference. In our eighth year of marriage many years ago, we were invited to something called Galatians 6-6 Conference. It has to do with teaching those who teach the Word so that they will in turn share the same resources and the material will continue to flow. And bottom line, we were we were struggling. It was terrible. And I remember, I still remember the three primary areas that they addressed. And this is what we're going to be addressing. Again, a little recap from last year, because it's something we have to be reminded of all the time. Then it has some new materials as well. But uh, we're going to talk about the importance of becoming one. And and that sounds so simple to we church people who have heard Genesis 2.24, therefore shall you know a man leave his father and mother even to his wife, and they shall be one. But there's far more to it than just that. Connecting on a spiritual level, an emotional level, and a physical level. Because I agree with you, Randy, um, we're, the attractiveness part is part of it. That's peace. And it's important. God created that. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going a little deeper this year as it relates to marital intimacy. Uh, as it and, uh, and really, God has some things to say about that. Um, it doesn't always uh, look like what the world projects, but there sure is a, a oneness that God has planned for us mm-hmm. in that. And that that will be some of what we talk about this year. Uh, we'll basically just be walking through what resources God has given us and some particular experiences that uh, others have shared and that we've shared uh, in helping couples reignite some passions in the area of spiritual connection, emotional connection, and physical connection. Amen. You know, Brother Tom, I you, you keep talking about how eight years into ministry, that was a, kind of a <coughs> crucial time that God did some changing and some molding yes. in your life. Uh, I can look yes. back at the, the 35 years that, um, that I've been married and in the ministry. I surrendered to the ministry before my wife and I got married. And so for all of our married life, 
I've been in ministry, uh, whether uh, as a wow. layperson or for most of it on a full-time staff as an assistant pastor or as a pastor. And I've, I've told our people, sometimes the, the preacher is like the auto mechanic. Sometimes they spend all of their time fixing everybody else's car and they drive around a jalopy because at the end of the day, they don't, they don't want to work on their own car. They spend all day working on somebody else's car. And so oftentimes we end up neglecting what God has given us, our own personal responsibilities, because we spend all that time taking care of somebody else's. It's almost like the you take a World War II soldier in over in the uh, in Europe, uh, sitting you know in a foxhole being shelled, and then expecting them to keep a daycare at the same time that they're getting shelled in the foxhole. That's kind of what sometimes marriage is with the spiritual warfare that we're dealing with, and it's not always easy, and it always, it always takes the grace of God and exercising the principles in God's Word. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, you learned in that eight-year crisis, uh, as far as from the Word of God, some things that you plan on talking about uh, this upcoming weekend at Eastside Baptist Church? Well, basically, I got so overcommitted in ministry, uh, yeah, I was leaving and and engaging in a lot of other things because, as I mentioned earlier, I was being affirmed in some of those areas. Uh, but at home, see, neither Terry nor I grew up in a healthy Christian home. Uh, her her father abandoned them, and she was just a little girl. Her mother, really, and her stepfather that would come later did not know really how to show love. Uh, you know, we we found each other. We met at Bible college. We fell in love and imagined this wonderful little perfect life. Uh, free of conflicts, and we all we brought all of our baggage, bag of pain, and we dropped it at each other's feet. My father died when I was uh, ten years of age, so uh, and he drank himself to death. Basically, I saw a, such a polar, really a confusing uh, paradigm when it came to marriage. So, really, what for me it was more about sitting in that conference. You talked about being real, being honest, man. I was at, we were at the end. I almost, she almost didn't go with me to the conference. But when we got there, we were challenged uh, toward honesty and humility. And guys, I want to tell you, if you're listening today, driving down the road, uh, it's really hard to be honest and to look your spouse in the eye and say, you know, we're not where we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't want to be a friend with Terry. I want to be an intimate partner and embrace everything God has planned for us that he shares in Scripture. You know, I I don't want to, there to be distance and conflict. We dealt with conflict resolution during that, uh, and we will again this weekend at Eastside. You know, basically, what will we do? We're at a moment where maybe maybe we're not struggling and arguing and, and you know, there's not, we're not throwing plates or anything, but, <laughs> but we are at a place where we really... We, we dreamed of more. You know, here's what here's what Jesus does. He redeems things. Yeah. He redeems marriages. He he redeems relationships. He reignites fire uh, in areas because he wants us to have the best. I think of that scripture, Second Peter 1, 3, where he said, He's already given unto us all things pertaining unto life and godliness. When we got Jesus, we got everything. And the, the capacity to embrace a future with some hope in a marriage that will actually influence the next generation and the next one after that is the plan of God for us. Amen. That speaks to 
what you ask. You know, I think think sometimes people get uh, frustrated and disappointed because they expect... They expect the perfect marriage. Uh, they have these expectations that, hey, if I'm doing everything right, Absolutely. then everything ought to be perfect. And, you know, you, you had a, a moment eight years into your marriage where you got some victory. I, I, I think I can say safely that probably that doesn't mean everything's been perfect in your marriage ever since. I, I well, speak, uh, you know, sometimes I'm pastoring. I know as a pastor, sometimes I feel like the biggest hypocrite because I'll preach a message on marriage or I'll say something from the pulpit that's helpful and and something that I thought that I got victory over. I knew the textbook answer, but two weeks later, under the right kind of pressure, the right kind of problems, the right, you know, just being in the wrong frame of mind, all of a sudden... I just made the same stupid mistake over and over, and that's where, mm-hmm. that's where that forgiveness and, and humility, I love what you said. It's just about being honest and humble and uh, being willing to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know, maybe, maybe my spouse did this, but what did I do to provoke or to cause that? And for everybody to just accept responsibility for their part in the, it's not always conflict. Sometimes, like you said, it's that we're not at conflict, but we're just not necessarily Necessarily on the same page. There's not that harmony and that melody in our friendship and relationship. We are coming up on a break, and so uh, I want to say, Brother Wagner, thank you so much for being here with us. Yes. We're looking forward to what God has for us right after the break. Folks, stay tuned. Welcome back. We are here in the studio with Pastor John Acker. We have on the phone, we have Brother Tom Wagner, who's going to be uh, speaking at a very special couples conference this weekend. Brother Acker, tell our listeners, uh, maybe we've got some people have joined in from last mm-hmm. segment. Tell them about this conference this weekend. Yes, if you're just joining us, I want to invite you to a couples conference this Friday from 630 to 830. At Eastside Baptist Church, we're at 310 Eastside Drive. Uh, the theme is marriage in the mirror. And sometimes you need to uh, look at that mirror and you don't always like what you see. Um, this We're going to have some uh, child care available and some light hors d'oeuvres. This is in our fellowship hall, so it's not a church service, but it's more of like a workshop feel um, where we're being challenged, but we're also challenged to eva- evaluate and talk to our spouse. And so we're le- really looking forward to the Spirit of God using this and and um, working in each person's heart. This is not just for believers. This is for unbelievers as well. Um, God cares about your marriage, and He wants what is best for you and your life. He has a great life, abundant life, uh, designed for you. Um, and, and He has the uh, answers all in the Bible, and that's what we'll be looking at this Friday. Um, you know, when we have our car, and we haven't been to the mechanic in a while, that illustration was used here recently, and then we go to the mechanic, and he like has a whole full sheet of problems that are, are wrong with the car, and we say, well, I don't understand. This is a fairly new car, but you, we never went in for an old change, you know, and, um, you know, just checking in. The, the, the simple check-ins, are, I think, is, is the challenge. And the thing is, is the older we get, um, I think we can check out and say, you know, I don't have to check in as much because we've been married. Like, for example, Krista and I have been married 20 years, 
but we've changed and um there is a, it's a really good um it's a really good investment to go to conferences like this or seminars like this because you're kind of checking in to see where things are or you're challenged to check in to see where you're at in your relationship with your spouse and what they're worried about and what they're what burdens they're carrying right now and communicating about that and and that's the things that you're going to be challenged about at this workshop. You know, I love this concept of marriage in the mirror. Because, you know, honestly, folks, we don't listen. We don't look in the mirror very often. This is the day of social media. What do people do? They take selfies. And when you take a selfie, you pose for it. And you can Photoshop it. And you can get all of the right setting. And most people, when they look at themselves, it's something that they're marketing their image to their friends and to everybody out there in social media. But uh, that's how they see themselves or the, how they want to be portrayed. But they never look in the mirror who I really am because a lot of times we don't like looking in the mirror because we don't like what we see and that's where the grace of God you know being a Christian doesn't mean you look in the mirror and you don't see your old sinful man we're you know there's many things about us that's unchanged even when we become Christians and you know sadly when we talk about the divorce rate in America the statistics prove that there's no distinguishing difference in divorce rate among believers and non-believers and so that just goes to show that there are some things that are broken in the the modern concept of marriage that needs to be fixed it can be fixed mm-hmm. there's just some basic things that may not you know th- there may be some deep things that need to be fixed in a marriage relationship but often it's just the neglect over you know year after year that cause that causes that breakdown brother tom i know you're going to be talking about that this weekend but uh, I, you know i look having my bible right here in first peter 3 verse 7 it says likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge you're going to be talking about studying your wife i always tell my people that that means that a husband needs to know what makes his wife tick and know what makes his wife ticked <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's, that's the way i see that and so, that's that's not that's not in the bible but that's what i read into it brother tom help us out here with uh, give us some insight into what you're going to be talking well, about this weekend well i've been thinking about uh your listeners if i was driving down the road headed to work in statesville this morning and i thought to myself you know i wonder if my wife or my husband uh, would go with me. You know, if a woman's driving down the road thinking, how do I approach this? Well, I can only tell you that years ago, when I heard about the Galatians 6-6 conference and I knew our marriage was not really where it should be, uh, I just asked Terry. And I said, I I sense that things aren't where they need to be. I think we both agree on that in our marriage. And uh, we were not connecting. We were not enjoying intimacy. I mean, there was a lot of a breakdown. And you know what she said? She said, no. <laughs> and I said, well, why? I said, everything's free. It's all covered by these beautiful hotel rooms and all the conference was covered by Christian businessmen investing in uh, ministry couples and so on. She said, I'm not going to come and pretend like everything's okay. But mm. it's not. You know, she, she was being honest herself at that point, but she didn't understand the concept. We're not coming on display uh, look how great our relationships are. We're coming to say, God, we're broken. That's right. You know, we're yes. flawed people. We're depraved sinners that have been redeemed by the grace of God, yet we're still a mess. And so 
we need to come. So I think just asking them humbly, hey, would you consider coming? Maybe if nobody else comes from your church or you don't know anybody else there, hey, uh, we would welcome you. And you can be as you can be as uh, incognito as you want. You can wear the glasses with the nose and come in <laughs> and nobody sit in the corner and nobody will ask you anything. The only one that will speak directly to you, and if you're wanting to be a hiding, would be God. So, That's right. Uh, but, but, you know, the truth is, uh, I still have a lot more questions. John, you said something a few minutes ago about our changing. You know, in every season, we know what we knew what going into marriage, what our needs were. We knew a little about our personality types, et cetera. I'm going to tell you, my wife, with every stage of life, has done a major turnaround mm-hmm. when the children left by our home. When we had the first child, those stages, and we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, in a little more detail than last year, those stages affect change. Mm-hmm. And what if God, I'd love to present this, what if God wanted to speak into your life, into your wife, your husband? What if he wanted to speak into your home and give your children a perspective of what, almost a little bit of heaven, of what marriage is supposed to be? And help set the trajectory for them. You know, you're not just yeah, thinking about yourself. That's here. right. Uh, we're thinking about the future and how how this will affect our family culture. You know, in the future. But you know, I I, I could share different principles. I I do feel led because of all the sexual dysfunction uh, among believers. And if we don't talk about it in church, it's kind of like we expect that when we do, we are intimate with our spouses. God leaves the room. You know, He's not pleased with that. So I think we miss up. On that, because I mean, yeah. God created this for our joy and connection and confidence and pleasure and all of these things um, that He planned within marriage. We're going to be covering this weekend, and I hope you come. I I'm looking forward. You know, if it's just if it was just two or three couples, we'd have fun. But it, was, it sounds like um, numbers yeah. of people are coming. All ages are welcome, and uh, I can't wait to meet new friends at the conference. Most of what the average person, including the Christian, learns about uh, intimacy is from the world, from a carnal, yes, very, very evil approach to it, very selfish. And uh, that's, you take the, the, the world of pornography, it's so just selfish. It's, it's degrading of, of women. And it's just, and so people learn all of these things and they think that this is all just uh, selfish and about my pleasure but there's a whole lot more to it and yet on the same token i appreciate what you say some people think that oh if you're a christian then this is some kind of a holy experience and no it is recreational it's not just procreational Mm -hmm. and it's something that god gave us and it's it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it is uh pleasurable but God also has some guidelines for that. And, you know, the example and, you know, please don't think I'm making some kind of a um, off the wall connection. But the the intimacy between Christ and the church, it goes way beyond. It's not a physical thing. It's an it's an emotional and a spiritual. It reaches Mm -hmm. down to the soul and that the relationship of a husband and a wife is supposed to, especially in a Christian home, is supposed to exemplify the relationship of Christ and the church. And so, you know, we have, as a Christian, Jesus Christ being our uh, bridegroom, he's perfect. Yeah. He's never made any mistakes, but we do. 
And so he's the example of how to deal with an imperfect spouse. And he deals with us. He, he, he doesn't roll over and play dead. He's still holy and right is right and wrong is wrong. But he always deals with us from the standpoint of acceptance. We are accepted in the beloved. That happens the moment we get saved. And so it's not a conditional kind of an acceptance. It's not performance-based. Yes, we are supposed to perform. We are supposed to obey and follow. But that's not, we're not doing it for his acceptance. We're doing it because of his acceptance. And that's, a, it's, it's, it, it all kind of sounds on, or looks on paper like it's the same thing, but the motive behind it and what's driving that is of utmost importance. Mm-hmm. I bet you someone's thinking too, Randy and John, they're thinking, you know, we've just, we've gone too far. Our marriage is, there's too much distance. You know, we, we're almost living two separate lives under the same roof. There's no hope. But I want to tell you, if I could tell you stories, you know, as I say, we've been doing, we call them marriage revivals. We start mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday, and then we move into Sunday with the church, and we talk about the family of God, and there's these sweet, repentant moments. We've seen couples that have been separated for a long period of time. We've seen couples where there's been infidelity, experience forgiveness from God and each other, and, and rebuild wonderful lives. We're confronted when we go back to churches where we served before, stories of grace where God decided, no, the enemy's not going to get this couple, and I'm going to invest, and I'm going to pour into them, and we're going to love them, we're going to see redemption in their marriage. And I hope that God will do that. I'm trusting him to do that this weekend in states of North Carolina. You know, our mm-hmm. our marriage between a husband and wife is, once again, similar to our relationship with Jesus Christ. There's always the time where we have to say, I'm sorry. And yeah. then in, in our marriage relationship, the other has to respond with, I forgive you. You know, it's two magical phrases that if they come from the heart and it's not, well, I'm sorry, but you caused me to do that. If it's sincere, look, I've taken responsibility for my part in this. I'm sorry. And then the other person say, I forgive you. Uh, that's, that that would, would be some simple thing that would be so helpful. Stay tuned. Welcome back. If you have uh, just now tuning in, uh, we are here with Pastor John Acker of Eastside Baptist Church here in Statesville. Brother Tom Wagner is on the phone with us. Uh, Brother Tom is going to be speaking at a very important conference this weekend at Eastside Baptist on uh, marriage, on couples. And uh, we've been talking about it in the broadcast here and been having a great time, by the way. And Brother Tom, uh, thank you for being part of this. Brother Acker, thank you for coming in uh, early this morning but uh, you know it's been a real joy i wanted to say something before i get brother acker to talk uh, a little bit more about the details of the conference once again you mentioned something in the last segment that really struck a chord with me you were talking about how the the different seasons of change that happened in your your marriage and how that these different things affected your marriage relationship uh, empty nest and so forth I look back at the 35 years of my marriage. I've had times as a pastor that I thought, you know, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll write a book, 
uh, to help Christians on their marriage. And then I've had other seasons where all I want to do is get my hands on every book that I can read. And it's just, it's always been cyclical. And sometimes I feel so foolish and embarrassed that, you know, a year ago, I thought I had this all figured out. My, my marriage has been a lot like my golf game. You know, I can, I can go about four or five shots and feel like, hey, I got this. And then then the next four or five shots is like I've never swung a club before in, in my life. It's just amazing. We, we've got sin natures within us, but we also have, you know, we have knowledge, we have wisdom, but it's kind of like the martial artist, uh, the martial art guy that trains. But I've, I've been told that the first time they get in an actual street fight, they resort back to just slinging and flailing and, you know, going back to, you know, because they're scared. They have emotions. And, you know, these times in life we get scared or we get uh, insecure because we're going through this transition in life. Something we go through grief. I can remember uh, my dad was killed in an accident, totally unexpected. And my dad's security and my dad's acceptance was ripped out of my life. And uh, bless my, my wife's heart, she had to put up with me for over a year before I adjusted to that grieving process. And I was so hypersensitive. And, you know, we have been through some pretty rough times, my wife and I, but she's stuck with me. And uh, it's been a blessing and and we've stuck together. And I I just want to say that's the grace of God. God is so good and faithful. And there've been times where I thought, I just, I can't do this. I can't, uh, I can't change. And I get frustrated with myself, and sometimes that's projected toward people that I love, and it's just it's just human nature. And um, you've been through some of that, and I, I, I think this transparency is helpful because we've got listeners out there that they're going through the same frustrations, and sometimes we just need some hope. Oftentimes we know what we need to do, we just don't have the strength to do it, and well, we just got to have some Christians, hope. To- I agree with all of that. And as Christians, we tend to be, in my opinion, now this is what I'm observing in, in traveling somewhere different almost every week, we tend to project like we've got this, you know, and, and a lost world looks on as if we are projecting that. What you just shared about your honesty and walking through those challenging moments and how you sometimes, it it's affected your family and your marriage. Look, the, the truth is every single person, believer or non-believer, we're all failures, and we we must have a savior. That's why Jesus came to redeem us and give us hope and and save us. Is because we're going to blow it. The question is, what we what are we going to do when we blow it? Hopefully, we're going to gather with some folks, like on a weekend coming up soon, and say, God, if you have more for me and for her or for him, and you have mm-hmm. more for our family, then we want it because we're trusting you. Amen. Yeah, amen. You know, we're living in a day and age, too, where people are not receptive to the gospel. And I believe with all my heart, you know, the the gospel still saves. God's power has not shortened. He can still do everything today that he's done in generations in the past. What I see is the problem in the, the gospel witness and uh, what's going on in churches today. So many churches are making compromises in order to get results. And the reason that they did is because it just what doing things the Bible way didn't seem to be working. Well, the problem is, is the world is not seeing credibility in our message because 
they're saying that we don't have we don't have it on the ball any more than them, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what a, a, a Christian home, Christian marriage. When we are living the way that God designed us to live, it brings credibility to the gospel message, and that's such an important thing. And that's the reason that Satan, there is a spirit world out there, and the devil does everything he can to tear down marriages and homes because he knows that he can destroy God's credibility if he gets to God's children. And so that's why this this conference coming up this weekend is so important, and we certainly hope that you'll attend it. Brother Acker, tell them a little bit more. We've got some new listeners since the program started this morning. Tell them about the conference this weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me here. Yes, this Friday from 6.30 to 8.30, we'll be having a couples conference called Marriage in the Mirror. It's a free conference with child care available and some light hors d'oeuvres, about three sessions that we're going to be having. And we'd just love to have you at Eastside Baptist Church. Uh, we're at 310 Eastside Drive and just entering through our fellowship hall doors there. It's very informal and laid back. We'd just love to have you come and be uh, challenged from God's Word. It won't be preaching, but it'll be more like a workshop uh, kind of atmosphere, and, and we're and we're just going to be real with one another. I, I've been married almost 20 years now, and it's just, um, it's, it's so easy to get into a routine and to take your wife for granted, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and also with uh, four children and, and one that's almost 18, um, you know, the challenges and the stresses that come with that. Um, Brother Tom was mentioning about Terry and him and their upbringing, what they brought into marriage. Uh, you know, Crystal and I brought in certain things from our growing up years and had to struggle with that with our new love in marriage. But then, you know, when we had our, our children, we had to balance that all out. And now we're at a stage where our kids are teenagers and there's a lot of stress with that. And uh, they're trying to uh, figure out what it means to be an adult and to be independent. And we're trying to transition to that coach stage and invest in our faith as a pastor and a pastor's wife and invest in our family. A lot of times, I, you know, I can admit that, you know, and, and Chris will admit this too, that we've kind of neglected, you know, our, us, you know, and, and invest in us. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, last year's conference was a blessing even before the conference because we got to spend time with Tom and Terry and, and Tom and Terry are very real very transparent. We had a lot of laughs. Um, we had a lot of just uh, real conversations with what you, you enjoy, uh, what you enjoy marriage, but also what you face and the burdens you face. And I know that Tom is a prayer partner of mine. I pray with him every Thursday for, and other pastors for a revival. And, uh, and that's where I heard about this is he does these marriage revivals all over the country and God has worked in a great way. And we look forward to him working that way this Friday. Amen. My daughter in her mid-20s had a health crisis, and uh, we had her, we finally, after going to several doctors and trying different things, we took her to a cardiologist, and she had no energy whatsoever. She just didn't feel like doing anything, and something was going on there with her heart. And it's interesting, the cardiologist told her that the number one thing that she needed to do is get some exercise. The one thing that she felt the least like doing was the one thing that actually helped her with that health crisis. Mm -hmm. How many times in life is it just like that? The thing that will help us the most is the thing that we feel like doing the least. And a lot of times people don't want to go look in the mirror. They don't want to face their marriage problems. They'd rather hide from it 
you know, bury themselves in their work and their recreation and not face those problems. But folks, uh, come to this conference. You'll get some help and uh, let, let them know there at Eastside that you're coming. Yes, I just wanted to specify if you could help us and let us know you're coming. Uh, you can register on our website at uh, esbcstatesville.com. Um, just, or you can do forward slash CC for the Couples Conference, or you can call our, our phone number. Seven zero four eight seven three six six eight two, and and just call and let us know you're coming, and we'll make sure that we have everything prepared for you. Amen, brother Tom. Uh, once again, thank you for being part of this. We've got about a minute left. Any last uh, last minute thoughts here? Well, John, if let's say someone wants to come but they didn't register, they would still be able to slide. Definitely, definitely, it's just working. helpful for us. Yes, sir. Okay, good. Yeah. They can have well, my Terry seat I, because my marriage is perfect. <laughs> well, oh. Wow, okay. I I hope your wife was listening while you were sharing, honestly, all this. If she was, she's laughing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Terry and I are very excited about coming back to Statesville and to uh, Eastside, and I can't wait to see you guys and others who may join us. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tom. We are looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Pastor Acker, thank you for being part of this broadcast. Listeners, uh, you need to check this out. Uh, Even if you feel like you don't need it, get some help. Uh, It'll be a great time. Uh, Got some hors d'oeuvres, very informal. Last year, we were just sitting around round tables there in the fellowship hall. And so uh, Mm -hmm. we enjoyed the fellowship as well. People in our church got to fellowship with some of the folks in your church, uh, Mm -hmm. Pastor Acker. And so come and join us. Uh, We'll have a great time together. Hope you have a great day. Uh, Jesus loves you, and uh, he died for your sins. What could be better news than that? Have a great day, folks. We appreciate you taking the time to join us at Salt and Light. It is our desire that you experience the joy of following Jesus Christ. He loves you, and he died on the cross for your sins. He will give you hope, peace, and eternal life if you will repent of your sins and trust him as your savior. You may see yourself as a good person, but you will never be good enough to deserve heaven. You may see yourself as bad, but you can never be too bad for Jesus to forgive you. You can call upon him to save you this very moment. If you are a born again Christian, we wanna encourage you to obey Christ's command and be salt and light to those around you. We encourage you to find a Bible-believing church that does not compromise or water down the Bible and get involved serving the Lord. If you have a Bible question or a particular issue you would like us to discuss on Salt and Light, visit our website at templebaptistnc.com. Click on the Salt and Light link. Once again, that's templebaptistnc.com. May the Lord bless you. We hope you'll join us again next week.